I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. Jeff, I want you to imagine Simon. a world. Okay. I guess I should have Got said it. this before, because you could be imagining any world. I'm realizing really open-ended <laughs> questions. Yep. <laughs> imagine, imagine a fantasy world, a medieval world, a D&D campaign, if you will. Okay. Got it. <laughs> And, and and imagine that there's a hero in this world. He's young, he's strong, he's obviously an orphan because all heroes... Because every good adventure is every an good orphan. Every good adventure is an orphan. Or has been cast out by their family. And I want you... And, yeah, no, and that He's a dragon rider, he can use magic. Like you do. And, and I want you to picture, what name, what name do you have in your head for that person? Stephen, with an F. You know what? That's better than the original name that they were going to give <laughs> to Aragon. Aragon's... What was it going to be like? It's going to be John? Kevin. Kevin. Oh, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you like you realize fantasy names, yeah, sound ridiculous out of context of fantasy worlds, but real names sound ridiculous in the context yeah. of fantasy worlds. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, here's a man named Murtaugh and Oris and Gadelbidur and Kevin. And their friend, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so now, in my mind's eye, because I don't think they ever really mentioned Kevin's uh, weight. It's it's Kevin from The Office, is, is, uh, is, is Aragon. All right. I'll assume that means something to somebody. Ah, Jeff, just like, it's probably the most well-known sitcom <laughs> Of our generation. No, it is. And I have sat down, watched like two seasons of it, waiting for it to get good. It's a oh, bad no. show. Uh, hands down. I do not like The Office. I have still seen The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I have done everything I can to delete it from my memory. I mean, really, you just gotta be... Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's totally fair, actually. It's, it's not a very good show. <laughs> I don't know why people like bad sitcoms. There's so many good sitcoms out there that never made it. Right. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, this week we're doing Aragon. We're doing the, yeah. The book. <laughs> I assume the book. There's a movie too, a movie. right? Oh. Yeah. I, I have, like, I don't mean to, like, crap. I, as a person who is currently sporting a quarantine haircut. It's got to shave your head. Pretty much what I did. <laughs> The, the the haircut on the actor for Aragon is suspiciously similar to MacGyver's mullet, and it's just and like that's, that's the point in time where you as like a producer or a writer or a director or a casting person or literally anyone in production and look <laughs> anyone looks at involved. it and says you know maybe this isn't what people want. <laughs> No, I think they really had it dialed in. You think it, you know? that it was a really... Oh, no, you're right. That is an exact <laughs> description of that haircut. Oh, wow. That's bad. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. It's really, really not good. And I don't know why they stuck with it. Like, no one wants... So, I get it. You have to give your... You cannot make, like, the super badass character, okay? Like, there's some great characters mm-hmm. that have mullets. Solid Snake. Has a mullet. MacGyver has mm-hmm. a mullet. You need to like add a goofy element to characters. But if you don't have, if you have a character that is in a fantasy world, the goofy thing cannot be their hair. 
Right. Because then you wonder, like, is it just a style, or <laughs> is it something that's supposed to be goofy? <laughs> I just, I feel like, I feel like someone should have been like, guys, this isn't what fantasy people want, okay? One, just someone bringing water bottle to the actor, just, are, are you sure? <laughs> is this the choice you want to make? Like, you can just... Get your hair done outside of this, and then they have to ju- yeah, like, adjust. Yeah, and then you at least you at least give them the option to think about the hair they're giving you. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my rant about how, how just the Aragon movie was bad. I I would say the Aragon movie is the original The Last Airbender movie. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so so kind of like the main thing in Aragon. I guess we should go through the plot. I always forget that there's a plot to these things. Yeah, it's a small town boy who learned he could do magic and was perfect at everything. The end. Pretty much. It's it's about a, a boy whose parents are missing. He's an orphan. He lives with his uncle or something. Cousin. Uh, yeah. One of them. I think it's his Same uncle. Difference. And he finds a blue rock. The blue rock turns into a, it turns out to be a dragon egg he becomes a dragon rider which is like this ancient order of soldiers who were magical and rode dragons and had cool swords and then mm-hmm. he finds out boiler alert for a series that's been out for a long time yeah that's pretty much it and like they just have they have cool escapades they have to you know free <laughs> cool up. escapades like wars and stuff yeah like he has to kill his brother and his dad was a torturing psychopath and the girl he likes doesn't like him back you know normal stuff yeah right yeah i and, and just odd dialogue options in this i'm actually i've been reading excerpts from it and a lot of weird dialogue choices again i don't really need to be throwing shade on someone who's clearly more successful than me but well, it was I also written when they were like 15 or something wasn't it yeah, the guy wrote it when he was 16. So yeah, I, we can cut him some slack. Yeah, and that's true. And I haven't really read into the later books. And I, I think they get better. I'd imagine I, they probably do. So so this is going to be kind of our first foray into a fantasy world. I don't think we've ever done a fantasy world before. Mm, yeah, I don't think like a normal sword and sandal sort of... Well, that would yeah. be lower fantasy, but like a high fantasy. Yeah. Uh, story. I feel like a lot of what we should do, like the reason I wanted to start with this one is because it allows us to answer a lot of things without like making assumptions about other fantasy worlds. Because I would mm-hmm. like us to go to like D and D and things like that. Yeah, so- yeah, and I think at least some stuff kind of operated with different assumptions in this world. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's get started. The first thing is is the magic in this world mm-hmm. is language based. Right. It revolves around the idea that there are such things as true names, which are like mm-hmm. an ancient language. That allows you to like summon the powers of words in, and then use them to like with your own personal energy manifest things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how does that work? There's some weird things. I guess I should say there's some weird things like the the word for fire, which is Brisinger. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't manifest the same way for everyone. It's all about like how you. And this is the issue. Okay, fantasy writers out there who listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a true name. Language is completely subjective. There's no way. (laughs) And like, this is like a linguistic rule that there actually Mm -hmm. isn't like the perfect word for something or the true word for something because each individual word contains the cultural and the subjective elements inside of it. It, 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 It cannot 
represent well, yeah, that and object. it is those, you know, the inflection and the culture and the knowledge of, like, the person is what informs the true name. Yeah, which is... Is, like, the idea behind, like, using that as a concept, I think. Oh, so you're saying, like, it's, like, the personal truth, like, personal true name. Well, I mean, it is an objectively true name, but it is informed by, like, you know, what is subjective to the person. Okay. So, like, to know someone's true name is to really empathize and, uh, like, know their understanding of something. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I still think it's stupid. Uh, Well, you're not wrong. I'm just trying my best. (laughs) Okay, so that's what it is, like, like... What is it for? I think what is it the connection that that some people have? So like elves and dragon riders can use magic mm-hmm. that they have to the world that they have to use the true name for things to summon right. their to summon these powers. And these powers again are not they're they're subjective. They're whatever you feel like your power should be. Mm-hmm. I know, crazy, right? Like I was waiting for a question, but I think you just took another sip of coffee instead. I did. I, well, that's my question. Is what What is going on here? How does this work? Uh, well, I think we need to bring into a little bit of it. Well, hmm. yeah, we can start with like each. Yeah, it's real, real difficult. Like we want to s- start with like, a, 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 like, like let's figure out how Brisinger works. Okay, and that is like make fire thing, right? That's like yeah. That's just the word fire. So you can use it to create a small fire. Aragon uses it to create, like, a fire arrow that explodes. Stuff like that. Huh. Are you sure he didn't, like, whisper any other magic under his breath? Or... Nope. It's just the same fire as everyone else. He only knew one word, because he had overheard it. And that's the word he uses. Huh. And actually, it goes... They go into saying, like, if you say the word, the true name for water... Someone might create, like, a river. Another person might create, like, a sapphire because that's what they associate. Well, and I remember this being a scene where, what's his face, Aragon, that's his name, was being taught magic. And, like, yeah, don't, like, make water because that's super energetically expensive and you will die, but call water from the ground. Yes. Yes, that is true. The one thing I do like about this magic system is that there does seem to be some very good balance between the amount of work it takes to do something and the expenditure of energy it takes to do something. Mm-hmm. So, so clearly this has to do with like they're they're consuming. Do we think it's caloric energy? Do we I think mean, I think that's what it was. There is some like. It's a little weird because there's a scene in the book uh, where Aragon has like completely expended all of his energy and he's crawling through like a, it's not a desert but it's like a like a plain like a prairie kind of area, mm-hmm. and he's grabbing onto plants and he's sucking up their life force to get to replenish his own stores. Hmm. There's something that is extra about the caloric energy, I would say. Yeah, and there's some way to, like, siphon it from other things, or, like, to channel it through other things. Yeah. Where rather than, like, using yours, you're using, you know, your friend standing next to you. Yeah, or, like, uh, Aragon can use his dragon's energy. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think, like, calories, like, what, what do calories have in the real world that would, like, apply them to something that could be transferred? And I would think that what if they, as, like, humanity in this world, don't have, like, the necessary, like, NADP plus kind of transference of, of energy mm-hmm. um, and instead have something that is more, I don't want to say ephemeral, more transferable? Does that make okay. sense? I, like, I get kind of what you're saying, where... 
Hmm. Man, it's real hard to describe it though, isn't it? It is. <laughs> um <laughs> but, it, but 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 it's like a it's like a the things that actually generate energy in the body mm-hmm. are uh, can be transferred. So so let's assume just for now, I know this is probably wrong. I believe you have to be touching something to be drawing its energy. So it at least has to okay. move through it, it's not like so ephemeral or so <laughs> out there that it's transferring through space without connection yeah that makes sense at least because if that wasn't the case you could just snipe world leaders from wherever you happen to be yeah right. yeah no that's actually definitely true i wonder if they ever i i, I cannot believe that they do not answer that question but you're right <laughs> so so what if what if it's like an interface issue what if it's like the people who use magic, there's like a common ancestor. Oh, but they can, you can use the magic of people who don't know how to use magic. But maybe there's like a, I'm trying to think like, Wait, you like can a use their magic or you can use their like force, energy. Their, their energy. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to think like maybe there's like a, 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 a common ancestor. And, and I hate to be bringing up an old idea, but maybe panspermia. <laughs> <laughs> i need to i i'm like thinking really hard i just realized that i've been looking out my window this entire time and not looking at my bike trying to think of possible things um maybe it's maybe like it's i like the idea that it is um like the energy is transferred rather like than chemically. like broken down in the body so like they they get caloric energy from eating by like you know shoveling potatoes into their mouth but then they get like the actual nutrients to use that to make cells and things by actually ingesting the potatoes but only the core content is through their hands oh i like that idea so you're saying there's like essentially two forms of energy here there's like Mm -hmm. like a like a chemical energy Mm-hmm. And then there's like a, a separate energy that is uh, yet to be determined. Um, TBD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good uh, old I, TBD energy. Um, what if it's what if it's something as simple as just like the uh, like like heat energy or like or like uh, mm-hmm. like like something that's more fundamental than than chemical energy where it's like heat and and pressure. Yeah, and that is using that like heat energy converting it into you know creation or drawing out a thing or causing combustion yeah that makes yeah that makes more sense to me than like just thinking real hard and then you get real tired and you pulled some water up from the ground i mean i i yeah i i feel kind of bad because that's what i have inside of my fantasy book that i've read that I've written uh, is that you just think real hard and then you get real tired. You have to get real tired. <laughs> and then <laughs> the only thing you can do is bring water up from the ground. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> a very limited magic <laughs> very. in your, in your world, huh? Yep. 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 And it, the, the book is called water pushers. <laughs> um, I like this. I'm, I'm looking forward I- to when water pushers hit the shelves. I, I like this idea because because let's say for example that if well what you're doing is kind of controlling uh, heat and pressure somehow mm-hmm. with your body mm-hmm. uh, we haven't figured that part out yet but that makes sense like you're creating a vacuum to kind of like or like a like a sump to like pull water up from the from the earth 
which is something mm-hmm. that actually exists. Um, or yeah, like, it's magic it's, in, yeah. in this book. <laughs> I mean, it exists in the real world. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> kind of doing, um, I was about to say Hohenheim of Light, but uh, the flame alchemist kind of thing where you're like combusting the oxygen that already exists in the air to mm-hmm. create fire. Um, okay, so I, I like this idea. And I like the idea that creating is very expensive because at that point in time, what you're essentially doing is like nuclear fusion. Right, yeah. Which one would think would be very expensive energetically. <laughs> Okay. Wow. That yeah, I like that. I like that. So how how do we think that they control I guess heat kinda makes sense, but it also kinda doesn't. Um <laughs> how how do we think that they control heat and pressure? Like do we think that they are their hands are very porous and so they can create vacuums? I mean it's only like a limited number of people who can do this, right? Like it was elves and some people or something? Yeah, it's like elves and dragon riders. But dragon okay. riders are pretty much elves. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe that's just like is an elf thing that their hands are also like toasters <laughs> okay uh i like that idea actually uh because if you think about it it's kind of difficult to transfer heat the question i have is what it keeps them from destroying themselves i guess is the like like if, if my if, so yeah, I can like put toaster irons in my hand and attach them uh-huh. to an electrical circuit, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I will not be burned. <laughs> hmm. Imagine how freaking crazy it would be to slap by someone who had toaster irons for hands. <laughs> <laughs> Where you just like expect the slap and it's just so much more. Yeah, yeah, it's just so much more. Like ah, that, like was like kind of bumpy and very warm (laughs) (laughs) oh i have an idea what if um so they have the power to control both heat and pressure so Mm -hmm. what if one of the things they're doing is they're creating like vacuums inside of their body that like insulate Mm, their their heating coils from the rest of the body Mm -hmm. so they probably can't like do a sustained flame for very like heat for very long but we, they would be able to do that anyway because that would require them to constantly be burning energy mm-hmm. man becoming so yeah no that supports itself easy. though yeah <laughs> right okay look at that look at that internal consistency that's what this is all about <laughs> it's the best we got here it's the best we got we're just trying to create it just trying to create it so there are some weirder magical skills um mm-hmm namely so yeah we have like the the physical like we have evocation magic down maybe transmutation Mm -hmm. transfiguration uh but i am wondering what about like divination so there's there's two two spells mentioned this one is called scrying and Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's called the dream stare it's it's magical words are oh we never answered that why are they using the magical names for things (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, how can make internal consistency for this? Um, well, it's good. So, so in the past, we've normally gone with like it needs to have like it needs a way of focusing the mind, right? Uh, but I want to see if we can do something different because I don't like reusing our old uh material. Yeah, now yeah. I agree with trying to find new ideas. Um, hmm. How would knowing the true name of something and understanding its like su- its subjective understanding of itself? 
help your toaster hands affect it better. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe. Okay. So I know. I. Okay. So what if understanding the tr- the true name of of something mm-hmm. means it within that word. Okay, so let's assume that this is like the uh, the the purest objective form of that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you understand all of the mechanisms behind it as well. So, like, okay, yeah, like, and that's all just kind of tied up into the language. Yeah, yeah. So, like, once you learn the word, like, uh, I'm looking at one right now. It's it's drummer kupta. Is that kopa? Copa. It's got to be drama copa, which means. See, this is why stare. you're bad at magic. <laughs> exactly. I just can't pronounce it. Uh, yeah. So like that's that's what I'm saying. So like they always have the ability to use toaster <clears throat> hands, but they have a uh, it's difficult for them because they only once they know it's like a mnemonic device is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's like that or like a uh, what was it like a synthetic language where like the word informs what it is. So, yeah. like, you can have a uh, Welsh train station names that are magic words. Uh, sure. You mean, like, how Welsh train station names inform where they are? Yeah, hold on, let me... <laughs> While you're doing that... Uh, Google, Google the name problem. of this and send it to you. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's very long and it's very Welsh. I'm getting coffee. Okay, well, uh... This is going to be cut out anyway, but I'm going to continue filling in time because it'll be maybe slightly more annoying for Simon later, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm just going to copy and paste this bad boy. That was the first ever uh, Pedantic Can't Believe You uh, mid-episode break. Wow, that's... That's uh, Welsh, my guy. I I might look up a way of pronouncing that and insert it into the... (laughs) Or maybe yeah, and like it what it is, like it is a description of how to get to it in Welsh. That is okay. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and 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 yeah. So that's I, I I think that that's the best way to do it. It's like a like a yeah like like the the language is a roadmap for the natural world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how so how does scrying work? Uh, <laughs> That's that what I meant to get to. Uh, Man, what a segue! Yeah, right. Uh, scrying and and then there's another thing that's like going into someone's brain. Like you can like mm-hmm. read their thoughts and probe their brain. How how does that? Because that does that's not really like a physical property. Is it just scrying or the other thing? Like, do you just say the name of the spell, or are you including the name of the person also? As far as I know, it's just the name of the spell. Well, then I have nothing, because it would make a lot more sense if you needed, like, some connection to the person, like, you know, every other instance of how scrying works. I think, you know, it must be... You know, I'm looking through this uh, beautiful, beautiful wiki fandom for the Inheritance books... Mm-hmm. The rules in the books. Scrying is used by many characters throughout the book. By Aragon to contact... I'm not going to read this all. This is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, he just kind... You just kind of need to... Uh, no, okay. So here we go. Uh, you do need to be, like, kind of connected to the person to scry on them. Uh, okay. It is it's theorized that, like, even just having, a, a, like, a familiar mind or things like that, like, when you reach out, 
that that will help. So there seems to be like an, an uh, from what this looks like to me, is it seems like there's like, and this is not a, this is not a scientific explanation. This is more like <laughs> po- poetic waxing to describe it. Is that there's right. like a, a, a like the human world, like material world, and then layered throughout that is like a mind escape. Okay. I, I don't think that that's what it is, but that's what I'm like. That's what the <laughs> best way to describe the rules are. Where like you can see brains, but you maybe not know who they are unless you know in the material world who they are. Okay. Well, it's a good start. And bringing it back to the magic system, I think like using that, like informing like... Okay, I'm doing scrying magic, and now I'm looking for this person that I know I'm looking for. Yeah. Or, like, doing scrying magic and input, like, as a variable at the end, the person that you're looking for. Hmm. I think it's more doing scrying magic and then looking for the person that you know. Okay, yeah, that that seems to fit uh, with the description that you gave a little bit. It seems like it seems like uh, well, I say that because it seems like you can scry someone without knowing who they are or where they are. So like, okay, you can't. It would be like an un- undetermined variable. But maybe the variable isn't like it has to be a person's name. Maybe the variable is just like hero or uh, you know, friend or mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, and and that fits with you know the like the linguistic magic where you know how you say the word changes it slightly to be like for the specific person Mm. i find that tough because i feel like there's not that many vocalizations that humans have that would be one for every single person in the world well (laughs) sure why not um i guess i guess i this is just very complex language well it's that Uh, and then like it's a high fantasy world, like there's far fewer people in it. It's true, but I feel and like they all have like weird names. They're all not all named Kevin. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's very true. I I don't I don't know how much I really like the idea that there's like a word for every person. Or yeah, I well, feel like I mean I think that's the concept of the true name though that like even if it's maybe a little far-fetched like is that the 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 essence of the true name also i think that's the idea of it no i don't i don't think so maybe i i feel like hmm, i feel like it makes more sense that saying the spell gives you the ability to scry so you got like hands on the wheels and then you direct the scry to where it needs to be that Mm -hmm. makes more sense to me so it's it's less the the magic just gets you to the point where you can scry, mm-hmm. and then from there it's up to you. Okay, and um, well, because it doesn't like it works. I mean, the point would be if you don't know like where they are or what they're doing. So like, would it make sense oh, yeah. that it could be either like you do have an idea and you can like pilot the spell to that area until you find them or you can just like punch in their true name and you know the file explorer that is the world does the rest of the work (laughs) that's i guess that's true or like the i mean like i think like it's a little bit more of a stretch maybe but i feel like it kind of incorporates both ideas i feel like I feel like you're right. I feel like it has to be something where it's it's like a file. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, it's a file explorer for the world where it just goes through 
everyone's like alphabetically. <laughs> that's right. that's a that's a joke. You would never index something alphabetically. That's horribly, horribly inefficient. <laughs> um uh but yeah, like you would go through the world and be like, Alright, who matches this description? And 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 I don't know if it so much has to do with like the inflection or like the, the creation of the world, but I think you can resolve it just with input like variable in like it, it could just be mm-hmm. like we're already talking about being able to see people from anywhere <laughs> why can't we talk about the fact that <laughs> like maybe part of the part of the magic that's because it's coming from the person and it contains a subjective element mm-hmm. when i say when i think of the actual name brahm um the the and then i use the true name spell the true name spell mm-hmm. knows who to look for because i know who brahm is and that right. way, that way, variables like friend also match because it's it's subjectively what you would find as a friend or what you would find as a savior. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a good middle ground. Yeah, that that seems to fit. I I'm still trying to think of a rule of three for a funny thing that you would put in as a variable. I don't know, maybe like hot ladies. I guess it kind of works. It's not really that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hotties. That's what I'm going to do. Because then you would be able to find your perfect person. You'd be like soulmate. Oh, man, that'd be great. For those of, you, like who <laughs> for those of you who haven't already found your soulmate. Just describe them. It's easy. Yeah, describe them. Just say the word. Just look at... You know what? If you really need it, if you want to know if someone's your soulmate, look them deep in the eye and just say, drama or Koopa, and just think about them real hard. And Oh, no, don't think about that. Think about your soulmate real hard. <laughs> And if you then, see them, then you're good. You, there you go. It's like uh, dating dating in the Aragon world is very easy if you have magic. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And let's just assume... I, I think we can also assume that maybe like the, the mind-reading spells work in a very similar way. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, the brain... Uh, I've just... My, my mind just went completely blank. Uh, we're like... <laughs> Because you already have a, a, a connection to their energy. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is mapping the energy of their brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We have fundamentally explained how magic works in this world. Everything else will just fall into place. You sound like, uh, well, um, hmm. <laughs> no, don't you dare <laughs> knock down this confidence. <laughs> uh, wow, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh have done one thing. <laughs> Wow, this fantasy <laughs> worlds are hard, guys. <laughs> yeah, we already swore off of hard sci-fi. You might have to swear <laughs> off of fantasy, too. Because <laughs> they also take forever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let, let's do dragons. I think dragons are the next thing to really to really do. So dragons right. in this world, big old lizards. Exist. A. Exist. They B, lay eggs. solved. We- they exist. voila well that's not the issue you can see how maybe a large lizard like maybe a dinosaur would exist Mm -hmm. right but the issue i have is what is the mechanism that allows them to breathe fire what is the mechanism that allows them to bond with a dragon rider and communicate with them telepathically and how Mm -hmm. do they fly i mean just like do they hollow bones well they fly like bumblebees Clearly. That seems uh, like that's a lot of energy to expend. They have yeah, very right? large wings. <laughs> like, I, I don't like, I don't think bumblebees is a good idea. <laughs> okay, well, let's, I'm like, 
a thermodynamic point, if you are riding on a bumblebee that was this large, you would for sure burn your crotch. Because those oh, things yeah. heat uh-huh. up like crazy. Okay, good. I'm just making sure that we understand this. <laughs> that that's, that's what's wrong with that idea. <laughs> so where are we starting? How do they breathe uh, fire? How do they breathe fire? Um, They have chemicals that they spit out their mouth. Boom. I was hoping, maybe we, okay, let's put <laughs> hoping fire Hoping for aside. something a little more far-fetched. I was thinking that now, but I feel like, to me, I, I, after doing this podcast for so long, I feel like we have these things where, like, there's very small, like, disparate pieces that get linked together once we come up with, like, the most difficult thing to answer. So I yeah. think the most difficult thing to answer is flying. Okay. And the, and the thing I think the solution for it is, is that they're dirigibles. <sighs> Okay. Um, They're full of flammable gas that they expel out their mouths to breathe fire. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. And the wings are largely just to steer. Yeah. Uh, the uh, But the uh, other idea I have is that maybe they have, like, bladders in them. Like, you know how fish have, like, like ballast bladders? Yeah, no, that's what I would think, because, you know, they need to have some control of altitude yeah and they're and, and essentially what they do is like controlling their density mm-hmm. so like they have like uh let's i don't know let's just throw out a good chemical anhydrous ammonia um you're all familiar <laughs> with it right <laughs> yeah you guys all know anhydrous ammonia <laughs> uh you actually probably do uh just don't know yet don't breathe it in it'll turn you to soap uh or do if you want to be soap yeah who's gonna stop you I'm Certainly not, a not cop. us. Yeah, we're not cops, and we're required to tell you that, or else it's entrapment, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what I'm thinking is that they have like liquid-filled sacs in their body, mm-hmm. uh, and that they can do is they can expand those liquid-filled sacs, and that causes the liquid to evaporate and become. Uh, and maybe they can also heat it up, like they do, like a phase change to change its density, right. so that when they want to go up, they just essentially expand the inside of their body, mm-hmm. and then they can, yeah. And then also, that's what enables them to like, because they can pressurize it. That's what enables them to like spit fire, right? As dude, opposed to just dribbling it out of their mouths. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way. That's like a good rap line. Like I know, like I spit fire and you dribble it out of your mouth, <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Like, maybe make, like, a thing about someone who has, like, a stroke or who, like, can't stuff in their mouth. I am looking forward to your next rap battle that I get invited to. Because, uh, it's gonna be great, Simon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what my rap name would be. Just also Simon. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Uh... Very just unassuming. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's like having. There you go. Normal names also don't fit in rap battles. Like you have like you have like all these great names like Gift of the Gap, Afro, uh, you know, Rugged Man. Those are all three guys from the same exact label who are fantastic. Oh, uh, there's also Kevin. Can't forget and there's Kevin. Also Kevin. Yes. <laughs> I think. Kevin in any concept that's not the real, like, I want to say the real world, but that's not where people are usually named. It's a little strange. Even right. just, like, outside of, like, Anglo. Like, imagine being in, like, a Chinese supermarket, and they're like, these are all my family names, and they go through all the, the clearly Chinese names, Mandarin names, and then right. they're like, oh, and this is my friend Kevin. And then they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, it means... Pleasant dreams, and you're like, it doesn't, 
It means Kevin. <laughs> uh, wow, this is a um, okay. So we got we got like that down. What's the telepathic communication? Uh, do we think that they just have because they can do it without touching? No, yeah. So is it actually telepathic communication or like kind of a sympathetic like they know kind of how the other feels? Uh, it's and they actual. just like have good vibe. It's it an actual. They're talking in each other's heads. Yeah, it starts off as, like, a very simple, like, oh, here's pictures, but it develops. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe they have to build, like, so let's think, let's think for a second. Jeff, if I were to take your brain and put it into my brain. Right. Um, and, and we were to communicate telepathically, there's no right. guarantee that the brain activity, the, the images that I generate are going to communicate with you. But maybe mm-hmm. that's what this is, is that... The part of the la- the the reason why dragon riders and dragons are linked uh, so so firmly is that when they're growing up, their brains are communicating with each other and learning the other language. Mm, okay, yeah. So they like interpret each other's like just raw data the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, like emotions and, and pictures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do they do that uh, from a distance? Do we think that... Okay, I know this is extreme. Okay, that hasn't stopped you before. <laughs> I'm aware. And I, I think I'm betting... I'm betting at least like uh, like 150. So hey, that's I'm not... As scared. good I'm as like any a, other number. The dragon rider has the ability to control pressure. The dragons pretty much have like pressure bladders in their body. Maybe right. the way they communicate like whales. Like, like it's vibrations. <laughs> okay. Uh, the only issue being is that air is not a really great transfer of, of sap, right? Right. Is there, uh, is there, uh... Maybe it's on that other layer of where all the mines live that you were thinking about. No, I was, that, I, I distinctly said that that was not a scientific explanation. That was me (laughs) trying to explain (laughs) stuff. Oh my god, this is an adorable CGI dragon. Um... As Simon I, continues just Googling as Simon GIFs. Con- <laughs> just continues. It's not GIFs, okay? It's GIFs. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm a language purist, thank you very much. It was GIFs in the beginning, and it will be GIFs for all time. You're definitely not a language purist, because... No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see you spelling things any way you feel like it, or things like that. Uh, <laughs> right. Or... Or speaking whatever the original human language was. <laughs> Sorry, a very Eurocentric, Anglophile language purist. Yeah, you actually go even beyond Anglophile because you, but you're still using French words, so... Yep, yep, that's true. And a lot of other languaged words, too. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. I'm just gonna say that it's it's impeded by space like you cannot communicate across the entire globe that's okay. like I'm, and that's why I, that way my pressure theory works cuz i like the idea that they're using morse code that's what i was getting at i want them to use morse code to communicate okay well i mean that could work well enough i guess depending on how long like how far away they can communicate and that's what i'm thinking and like and and they just have like it's like twin language like they just automatically understand what the other one's saying because their brains mm-hmm. have the same exact like comprehension. Right. So I'm not going to get into dwarves and elves. I feel like we can do that a different time. Yeah, it's been an hour. We can get into other fantasy 
species, races later. Okay. Well, I was going to say that there are ones that are like... I mean, do you want to do one more? Uh, I mean, if you want to, you're the one who does the editing. Uh, I'll do one more. I feel like enough of this is going to get edited out because I did go get coffee in the middle of it. God, my voice is also really nasally <laughs> That's fine. Today. I filled in the time during that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to hear it. <laughs> So there is a, such a creature as a werecat. So this is it, one of the... Like a person who can turn into a cat. Like, just a domestic cat. Essentially, yeah. So they're, they gotta be sentient. They're right. one of the ancient races. So okay. I'm thinking ancient races means that they are, like, early in the evolutionary line. Like, this is, like... Right. This is the, the... Whatever that... that What is that fish that had arms? Coelacanth? No, not Sure, that, that works, too. Coelacanth is close enough. <laughs> this is like the coelacanth of of creatures. Mm-hmm. But they, they can use magic, but okay. their changing shape is not magical. So it's like a mechanical It's a change? mechanical change. Where does all of the mass go? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a kind of, you know... Jeff, I have a very good podcast you should listen to. It's called Botanic Hand Waving. It's where they answer questions like that. <laughs> Really? Maybe I should subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should also maybe, like, show it to your friends. You know, they're also on YouTube and Stitcher and on Apple. Oh, are we doing iTunes. our sign off now? Just <laughs> apropos out of nowhere, mid question? <laughs> mid question. We gotta figure out how to answer it. And then the next episode starts with the, the answer of this question, and then we do the intro. Exactly. I'm into it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our, uh, my brother, my brother, and me. Final Yahoo. Final or... Yahoo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so where does the mask go? What's going on here, man? It stays there. They just get real dense. So you... It's real <laughs> dense kitties. I like, I like the idea that you were like, you were like, I have two options: either a very lightweight human or a really heavy cat. <laughs> I just love the idea, like, oh, hey, kitty, reach over to pick it up and, like, throw your back out. It's a 180-pound cat. (laughs) (laughs) The English bulldog that lives upstairs is only, like, 50 pounds. Insane. Oh, my God. I don't don't think that that's, I don't think that that's a thing, because I feel like. Yeah, no, that's clearly ridiculous. However, very funny if there's like a, uh, like a, oh, we've got to find all the weird cats. And someone's like, how can we tell them apart from real cats? The guy's like, just pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) If they don't weigh five pounds, they're not a real cat. Right. Okay. uh, Where does the, where does the, where does the mask go? What's going on here? Um... Here's the issue. They're in the opposite. I was thinking like maybe they were like partial dragons and they could change their density. <sighs> right. Issue. Oh, but it's not be- magic at all, though. I was yeah, thinking that's... like they were using some magic to like shunt off part of them into like a pocket dimension. But yeah. it's not magic at all. I also don't like pocket dimensions. <laughs> yeah, I well, like- I was going to give you a jumping off point. Uh, that's true. I guess we have we we've come up with worse ideas that are better jumping out points. I, like I guess parts power and I'm, flight. <laughs> what I'm really angry about is that it wasn't my idea that was crazy, and you're because you're not allowed to come up with crazy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I'm supposed to slowly mold your crazy ideas into something halfway usable. Yes, and then I take credit for that. Jeff, this is we have been doing this for like 27 episodes. How yeah, no, like I get already? the formula. Boy, this is a very rambling episode too. Oh my god, where does this mask go? What is going on with this cat? So, okay, I was going to say. These crazy cats. <laughs> These crazy 200 pound cats. So I was thinking maybe they could change density, but they'd be changing density in the wrong direction. So like, if they were normally a human weight and they were going down the cat weight, they mm-hmm. would need to become less dense. But their body is physically getting smaller. Right. <laughs> so they are purposefully becoming more dense. So they would have to have a mechanism that could overcome both the change in size and mm-hmm. also make them lighter. I have no idea. What if, but I like your idea. I like your idea. Maybe magic specifically refers to the use of the true language. And maybe they have this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. Where it just isn't recognized as magic, but it's not actually literally compressing your human body into a cat's body. Yeah. What if, what if what they're doing is their density actually stays like their density does increase, but their weight decreases. What if they have like the ability to control? I don't want to do that. That's stupid. <laughs> Just abandon the idea yeah. halfway through. <laughs> well, I was gonna say what if they have the ability to control gravity, but I'm like that just adds on a whole other layer, and I don't yeah. want to get into it. What if they? Uh, what if they have like what if they're? Oh, well, we've already kind of discussed the idea that like you could do nuclear fusion, like you could. You can create, mm-hmm. physically create water. Okay. What if that's what they're doing? Like, like where cats have just these immense stores of whatever this ephemeral energy is that I don't remember okay. if we ever figured out what it was. And, and... I think it was toasters. That's what it was. That's right. It was toaster irons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that way they can, what they're actually doing is creating and destroying mass. So, like, they're Yeah, physically... and they're just, like, converting it into whatever that ephemeral energy source is. Yeah, the only issue with that is is that energy actually does have some mass. So if a, so if a creature has the same amount of energy proportional to the mass it had, it mm-hmm. would weigh the same amount. Yeah, that's like, fine. They're just real <laughs> dense cats. <laughs> so that's what we're going to go with. They're just real dense cats. <laughs> I yeah, mean, we I, have an explanation of, like, where all of the matter goes. It just turns into, yeah, I guess. Well, I was also thinking maybe they maybe they also can't just, like, go back and forth between cat and human. Maybe they have to, like, they have to, they shrink and they release the energy. And then mm-hmm. it takes them a little while to, like, regain Come it. Come so back. They, yeah, they slowly yeah. have to turn, to turn back into human mass to turn back mm-hmm. into humans. I, I like yeah, that. I can see that. Otherwise, they'd have to like store all of the energy, also, which is would be larger than cat size for those batteries. I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's just let's just do some quick math here. So, if energy is equal to the mass of a cat right. times the speed of light, right? Uh, those units don't make any sense to me. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, one of your units is cats, so that <laughs> might be why. <laughs> it's, it's mass mass of one equal, so it's one times the speed of light squared is equal to the energy in cats. Right. Yes, and that's a lot. I think my I'm pretty sure that like a double A only contains like ten to the like negative seventeen cats of mm-hmm. energy. So 
That's a that's a lot. That's that's <laughs> just just back of the back of the notebook calculation. That would be uh, obviously a lot of batteries. Yeah. yeah, ten to the seventeenth batteries. Uh, which I don't know if that actually has a name of it. And I'll do the Nova I thing. Like it be might. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll do the Nova thing where they're like, and to, to visualize this, you imagine <laughs> a, a one with seventeen zeros at the end of it, and you're like, thanks. I have a master's <laughs> thanks degree. Thanks for explaining <laughs> scientific notation. <laughs> Again, cool. <laughs> I'm going to say that that's good enough. This is a very long, rambling episode. Yeah, it is. Which is, I mean, sometimes you got to do that. You got to just relax, have a good time. <laughs> Talk about cats. Talking about cats. Thanks, thanks for listening to Pedantic and Avia, uh, listener. Uh, we are. We enjoyed uh, you being here. Yeah, yeah, we love you being here. Um, I'm going to get real nice and warm to the mic. Good. We're on. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Uh, Spotify. We're on, We're on the internet. Yeah. We also have a website. And that website's URL is pedanticheadwavium.com. That's P E D. Or pedantichw.com if you don't want to spell everything out. Uh, thanks to Joe Sobchuk for our theme music. Things we talk about. Oh, we're on Twitter at Pedantic Hand Wavium. I think it's P Hand Wavium, isn't it? Oh, you're right. It is P Hand Wavium. Thank you. Yeah, go to that website we discussed earlier and mm-hmm. give us show suggestions. Is that it? Is that all the call to action we have? Can we wish him a good it. night now? Yeah, yeah. Good night, guys. All right. Good oh. night. We love you. Good Sleep night. well. Yeah. Don't be like that.